0: himself all right so he bound himself with that oath and and it was to do what he promised Abraham but then what he promised the covenant people after Abraham and he told Abraham he said one of the blessings of this covenant is that you will go to your grave in a good old age Well, you know, the thing about this is, is the Bible doesn't tell us uh, how Abraham and Sarah died other than they got old. But the point that I'm making is there's no provision there for anybody to say that they were sick because the Bible doesn't say it. Now, it doesn't matter if a person did die of sickness. I'm not that I'm not saying that's a bad thing in the sense of something's wrong or or uh, sinful or. Uh, they missed it. What I'm saying is we can see not so much by what is said, but by what is shown us that they, they weren't sick. None, you, you cannot show me any of the patriarchs that the Bible gives evidence that they were sick. Why? Because they had a covenant with God that said, I will cause you to go to your fathers in a good old age. Amen. Amen. So God makes that covenant. God keeps that covenant. Uh, another thing to remember is that the Bible a covenant book sealed with blood on both ends. Uh, there's blood in the old covenant. There's blood in the new covenant, however you want to say it, the first covenant, the second covenant. But nonetheless, it is, it is there. That's the bindingness of it. That's the security of it, is that I have a seal the blood of Christ, the blood, the blood of God. And then finally, a covenant mindset is a requirement for strong faith. A covenant mindset is a requirement for strong faith. And because faith is based on what cannot fail. You cannot put or you. Well, I let me say it this way. You would not put faith in something that you believed would fail. That's that's why if if you're driving down the road and you come to a bridge and there's a sign there that says bridge is unsafe, do not cross, you are a fool if you keep going. (laughs) Because it, it has been said that that bridge is unsafe. Well, what's the thing? You don't put faith in it. A very simple illustration of that is I don't know of anybody that came in here today and examined the chair before you sat down because you just had faith that it was going to hold you. Well, why? Maybe that's where you sat Sunday or you you just believed that we wouldn't have bad chairs in here. I mean, right? Well, that's, a, that's an important thing. You are putting your faith in something that cannot fail. That's a covenant mindset cannot fail. I am taking the word of an individual that cannot lie. hallelujah. and that 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 is a mindset of covenant. and i said I said this uh maybe Sunday night, I think, but that's that's why you can call things that be not as though they were because whatever has been promised by God, I can call what isn't as though it is because if God said it, it exists, it's there and it's mine by covenant. So <clears throat> hallelujah. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 23. This of course is, uh, when the children of Israel had come out of Egypt, uh, Miriam has just been shouting and dancing. They've been praising the Lord. And uh, now they're three days in the wilderness and they didn't find any water. And they came to Mara and they could not drink of the waters of Mara for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara or bitterness. And the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord. The Lord showed him a tree. And there's a whole revelation there about the cross that we're not going to deal with today. Uh, But nonetheless, before the cross, your life was really bitter. And after the cross came into your life, the bitterness left. But nonetheless, he cried to the Lord. The Lord showed him a tree which when he'd cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. For there he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. So the first thing we see here, we're going to read on. But the first thing we see here is that God made a statute and an ordinance. These are covenant. This is covenant language. All right. The word statute means a decree. God made a decree. Ordinance is a legal decision. All right. A judgment or a legal decision. God made a judgment, a a decree. And notice what he said. This was the judgment and the decree. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do which is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments, keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. All right. Now, this is his covenant. This is his statute and his ordinance. That He is a God, the God, our God, that heals us. The Lord. I am the Lord that heals you. Now, I mentioned this some Sunday, but we're going to look at it again. Because He says, I am the Lord. The Lord. All right, Hebrew, I am Jehovah. All right, Jehovah, the Lord. Not a Lord, the Lord. All capitals. Capital, capital, the capital, Jehovah i am the lord all right so he sets himself in this position with the with the first part of that that name i am all right i am so notice he's saying when he says i am the lord right i am god and beside me there is no other i am the lord I am Jehovah. In other words, there's no other Jehovah, just me. And the word Jehovah is self-existent one. So he says, I am the self-existent one. And this is so important where understanding a covenant is concerned is that God doesn't need anyone to help him be who he is. He, He exists by himself. That's why scripture lets us see this when it says that God uh, uh, had no beginning and he has no ending. He is the ancient of days. All right, he has always been so he is the self-existent one. God doesn't ever need anyone to prop him up or help him be who he is. And he says, I am, I am, this is what I am. I am the self existent one. I am Jehovah. All right. I am the Lord. And notice, and he uses this phrase I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. I am the self existent one. I am Jehovah. All right, that heals you. Hebrew word Rapha, R A P H A. All right, Rapha. And it it can be translated your surgeon, it can be translated your your physician. All right, This this is important because he's saying, I am eternally this, I eternally exist as the Lord that heals you. Now, why is that important? Because Egypt is always a type of the world. And he says there were diseases that came on Egypt because of their rebellion and because of their lack of doing what I asked them to do. And he said, these diseases came on you. He said, but none of those diseases have to come on you because I am the eternally self-existent God who heals you. See, the, 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 this is important. All right? I know I say that a lot. <laughs> People say all the words important. That's right. But this is really important. Amen. And, and, and understand something, that is not to say that if, if I have a covenant with God, and we're going to deal with this in just a moment, I'll show you from the Word, that is not to say that I may not face a battle with a sickness or a disease or something in my body, but I'm facing that with covenant knowledge that, that the one that is on my side is Jehovah, my physician, my healer, my surgeon, who heals me. Oh, hallelujah. Do do you see this? I've I've had people before. I've read after people and and heard people say, well, you know, those faith people believe that you can just build your faith to the point where, you know, you no sickness will attack your body or whatever. Well, I'm not saying that you can't, but here's here's the bottom line issue. If it does attack my body, I can get it removed. All right. Because I have the healer who has a covenant with me. If I have a healer, I ought to be healed. All right, and and what I what I mean by that, I'm not pointing the finger and saying, "Well, you ought to be healed." After all, doggone it. No, I'm saying if if I have a healer at my disposal then the covenant mindset is I should be healed, all right? And so, notice, he says, I am the Lord that heals you. In this instance, he's the healer. I am is that blank check. I am what you need me to be. Uh, He told uh, uh, Abraham, he revealed himself as Jehovah-Jireh. All right, Jehovah, the self-existent one, the eternal one. Uh, Jireh, who sees and provides. That's why Jesus described it in Matthew chapter six. He said, uh, don't think like the world. What do we eat? What do we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? After all these things do the Gentiles seek Gentiles, people outside the covenant, because your heavenly father. Now, wait a minute. If he's my heavenly father. I'm in a covenant with him. There's a covenant relationship, and the covenant name is Jehovah Jireh. I will see and I will provide. I will see and I will provide. But that's that's what he is. So the blank check is whatever I need. I am Jehovah Shalom. I am Jehovah. I am the Lord your peace. I am eternally existent as the God your peace. All right, that's why Jesus was called the Prince of Peace. All right, and so the point is, is that the I am when God says I am this. All right, first of all, He tells us I am eternally existent by myself. I don't need anyone to help me. I am Jehovah. I am the eternally existent God, and then He says. Who is your peace? Who is your provider? Who is your healer? That's that's the covenant mindset. What I need God to be, God is. Hallelujah. And, And He is the Lord that heals, not the Lord that makes sick. See, people will often say, well, the Bible says he brought those diseases upon the Egyptians. Well, I mean, you can argue until the cows come home, so to speak, about what that means in the Hebrew that he allowed it. But why did he allow it? Let's say he did bring it. Let's say that God caused the sickness that came on the Egyptians. Why did it happen? Because they wouldn't obey, because they wouldn't listen, because they rebelled against what he said. And he said right here, notice what he said. He said, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his sight, none of the diseases that came on Egypt will come on you because I'm the Lord that heals you. Amen. Well, what are you doing in your healing when you call things that be not as though they were not? Call things that be as, as though they, uh, call things that be not as though they were. What are you doing? You're diligently hearkening to the voice of the Lord your God, and you're doing that thing that's right in His sight. He said, call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. When you call yourself the healed of the Lord, you're saying what God said. And that's simple, but what you're doing is you are agreeing with the covenant. Notice that God had a covenant with Israel. God did not have a covenant with Egypt. Notice who came out of it on the worse end the people that did not have a covenant with God. Well, if I could say it this way, so it would be simple whatever's attacking your body has no covenant with God, but you have a promise from the covenant God that He will eradicate it. So it's going to lose. That's just the way it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Right now, if if you're taking medicine right now, the covenant God is working with that medicine to make your body strong and whole. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I just believe that He makes it more potent. I just believe that He, because He can add something to that medicine that the doctor doesn't know what to add, and it'll just absolutely get the job done. Oh, I believe that. Amen. Woo. See, this is not a theological argument. This is life and death. Not a theological argument. It bothers me when I hear preachers arguing healing when people's lives are at stake. I mean, there there are people dying. And, and not just with what the world is focused on. You know, I mean, you wouldn't know it by what you watch, but but you know, it became very clear to me. The Lord has given us endowments for diseases like cancer and heart disease. And, and, you know, regardless of what you see in the news, the number one killer in America today is still heart disease. People are dying left and right. And, and, and you've got people arguing about, is it God's will to heal? And people are dying. Well, he said, I'm the Lord That heals you. That is a covenant. The fact that God eternally exists as our healer is established by a covenant, by an ordinance and a statute. You understand? And And I'll say this many times, teaching on covenant. And God cannot and does not want to get out of that. He cannot. Men break. Covenant, not God. In uh, Exodus 23. See, and that's that's very often. What is missed is in, in our circles when we teach about confession. When you speak negative. Or adverse to what God said. It's a breaking of covenant. Because I am what the person who made covenant with me says I am. What happened when Abraham, Abram I should say, got his words in line with what the covenant maker said about him? Well, nine months later he had a child. So what was stopping the power of the covenant from functioning? What he was saying. Because he came to the God that had made covenant with him. And said what could you possibly give me seeing I'm childless. It's important. So my confession is not just. Is not just something I say positively to bring something to me. Confession by definition is agreement with. Or to say the same thing as. The person I made the covenant with is who I want to agree with. Okay, you made the covenant. You said you would do these things. I agree with that. You said you're my healer. I I agree. Right? And so then every time I say I'm the healed of the Lord, it's a statement, but it's an agreement with the healer who made the covenant to be my healer. Glory to, Glory to God. Hallelujah. And 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 even if if you're if you battle something or you have battled something or you are, you keep yourself in agreement with the covenant. This is what the covenant said. Hallelujah. I remember one time the Lord used a, a very natural example to show me this. It didn't have much it didn't have anything to do with healing, but nonetheless, uh our, our very first church, I don't talk too much about it because it didn't exist very long, but our very first church that, that we ever pastored was in Lewisburg, Kansas. And it was a building that, that I had found that, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was a church of the brethren that had that building. And uh, nonetheless, uh, it was a, a small sanctuary, probably, oh my goodness, it wasn't, maybe half the size of this, maybe not, maybe not even that. But uh, uh, adjoined to it across the hallway was an apartment. Well, it was designed for the pastor to live in that apartment and to have that little sanctuary. Well, they had rented out the apartment, and they had rented out the apartment to uh, a couple uh, that uh, it was two guys, and they were homosexual. And so uh, now I had a lease agreement for the sanctuary, and they had a lease agreement for the apartment. Well, when they wrote up the lease agreement, they had. Somehow they had promised them certain things that compromised the lease they'd given me. And they gave me the right certain things that compromised their lease, what they'd said to them. Well, these guys, of course, you know, I mean, you're living in sin. You don't like hearing about it right across the hall from you, you know. And, uh, and, and so they, they took me to their apartment one day and showed me their lease. And I said, and they had highlighted certain parts. I said, okay, well, I understand that. I showed them my lease. See, this is my covenant. I know what you got, but this is my covenant. I'm not doing anything that violates my covenant. Right? I'm doing what's in agreement with my covenant. If it says I can't have church on Saturday, I won't be here on Saturday. But it says I can be here every Sunday, morning and evening, so I will be here. It's as I can be here on Wednesday evening. I will be here. It's as I can hold special meetings about, you know, one or two a year of a week in length. So I will be here. And and I wasn't ugly about it, but this, this, this is what my agreement says. This is what my covenant says. Well, you know, they didn't like that. And uh, so one Sunday I came to church and they changed the locks. The, the, the locks were changed and they had a note there, you know, this. We understand this is your church, but this is our home and and uh people say, "Well, what did you do? Why well, didn't talk to them? I called the person that made a covenant with me right? okay, now 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 look, there's a violation of my covenant going on here and and I need to under I need to know what you're going to do about it right because I, i'm I'm keeping myself in agreement with the covenant. And, and, you know, the man came to my house, and, and he wrote me a big check for all my back rent and all the rent for the rest of the year, right? Because he had to, he had to buy my lease out, right? Because that was in the covenant. They locked me out. Now, what are you going to do about it? Because I was abiding by my covenant. See that that that's you agree with the covenant. And that's that's why you call things that be not as though they are where your physical health is concerned. Because you're staying in agreement with the covenant. And you're going to the one that made the covenant with you. And he will pay you for keeping in agreement with the covenant. Oh, hallelujah. So Exodus 23 and verse 25 says. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water. And I now see here is here's the Lord again. It's that same Jehovah. So I can take Exodus 1526 on the Lord that heals you and transpose it here. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and water and I now I the Lord your God. I, Jehovah, your healer, will take sickness and disease from your midst. Oh, hallelujah. What does that mean? I have a covenant that says if sickness is there, our healer will take it away. See, a covenant mindset's a requirement for strong faith. What people do is they go through a battle and they they get under guilt and condemnation and shame. No, just stay with the covenant. Just stay with the covenant. You're going to take this away from me. Oh, hallelujah. That's important. And and notice what he says. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in your land. The number of your days. Notice he says, I will fulfill. So without sickness, he's going to take sickness from the midst and we're going to live out our full lifespan hallelujah hallelujah do, do, do you see that amen and so, and so we can say the enemy or our thoughts or whatever the enemy is always looking to violate the covenant but here here's the thing he's got to get man to violate the covenant because remember we've read twice here What God said, he said, if you will diligently hearken to the words, the voice of the Lord, your God, and do those things that you're commanded to do, what he say, he said. No sickness will come on you, right? I'll take it away from you. If it comes on you, I'll take it away. So I've said this over the weeks teaching on this. Our part of the covenant is faith and obedience. I believe God. I obey God. I believe God and obey God. Amen. Do do you see that? Part part of the reason that I believe that, uh, Lord, help me say this right. Part of the reason, I believe part of the reason that, that, that my wife and I have enjoyed the health that we enjoy is for years we've taught healing school and we've laid hands on the sick. That, that, that's you, 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 you have, you have to, you have to, uh, act on what you believe about, about the covenant. Hallelujah. So we're going to live out our full lifespan. Why? Because he's taking sickness and disease from our midst. Somebody will say, well, that runs in your family. Well, he'll take it. Amen. See, we're putting our faith in the covenant that we see in the Scripture. We're not putting our faith in what our bent of theology is. There's a lot of people that make a mistake, and they have faith in their word of faith theology, but they don't have faith in the covenant. Amen. Do you see that? I've, I've had people say, oh, you're one of them Copeland people or Hagen people. Well, I mean, I'm glad to be in their company, but no, I'm a word person. Amen. Because Brother Hagen didn't make a covenant with me. Brother Copeland didn't make a covenant with me. They taught me about it, but they didn't make it with me. God made it with me. And one of the greatest things that I learned about covenant Is that when I'm in the presence of the word of God. I'm in the presence of God. Amen. God and his word are one. To put faith in the word is to put faith in God. And he said here. I will take it from your midst. And the number of your days you will fulfill. Oh hallelujah. I've talked to people recently. And they were talking about a sickness. Certain sickness. And they say, well, I finally caught up to it. Well, why were you chasing it? I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not being ugly or, or in, uh, what's the word, Lord? Uh, or uh, insensitive. I'm, I'm really not. If If you're going to see people healed, you have to have much compassion for people that are sick. All right, And I do. I've been sick and well's better. Amen. I, I mean, I've been sick. I've, I've. When for instance when when people deal with things like anxiety and they they deal with things like that, you know Sometimes people in the church just turn a flippant ear to that. Well, just get some joy. You'll be all right Do you know how real the symptoms are in a person's body that's dealing with anxiety? It's real. It feels real People say it's all in your head. No, it's not it's in my chest. It's in my throat. It's in my back. It's everywhere And people say, well, you know, just don't, 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 uh, you know, uh, 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 don't say it. Just don't say it. Listen, not saying it is not going to make it go away. It's what do I believe about the covenant? This is is important where healing is concerned. Because a lot of people have a word of faith theology, just don't say it. Just don't claim it. Well, that's not going to fix it. That's part of it, but that won't fix it. I've got to have a belief in what the covenant says. Okay, Lord, remember, I kept taking my covenant to those gentlemen. This is what my covenant says, right? That's why, what's the Bible say? He says, put me in remembrance of my word. Not because he forgot, but you're to put God in remembrance of his word. Come now, let us reason together. Right, so you're dealing with sickness. You go to God with the covenant, and you say, now, Lord, you said, I know this is what the doctor said, but, Lord, you said right here that you would take in my covenant, you're my healer, the Lord my healer. You said that you would take sickness and disease from my midst, and the number of my days I would fulfill. So I'm acting on that. I'm calling on the covenant and I'm I'm expecting you to do what you gave provision for. That's a covenant mindset is you don't go and ask your covenant partner why he has not done what he promised. Because to question the partner is to question the covenant. I don't question the covenant or him. I go and I say, this is going on in my body. I have a covenant that says you're my healer. I thank you for the covenant provision. If there's something that needs to change, he'll tell me because he cannot lie. He God. Listen, there's something about flying an airplane when you're in an airplane. One of the things that a, a very seasoned pilot will tell you is that plane wants to fly. It's designed to fly. You get a plane in the air, it wants to fly. Something has to go really wrong for a plane to crash because it's designed to fly. It's not designed to crash. It's designed to fly. The covenant wants to work. It just wants to work, right? And when I, when I go to God, if I'm doing anything, that's, that's hindering the covenant from working, He'll show me. He'll show me. But I've got to go and bring the covenant to Him. This is what the covenant says. Right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice in uh, Psalm 91. And this this is something that, again... Uh, is quoted but I want you to see something this is the covenant and I'm I'm cautious with this because it, it says it right here but because of the way very often that people present it they they leave people with the idea that if something has happened if they've gotten sick that that something's wrong with them wrong with their faith Amen. And, uh, you know, I've known people very dear to me that I know to be strong people of faith where healing is concerned. And they've dealt with sickness and disease. So you can't tell me that just because you have strong faith about it doesn't mean you won't face a challenge. Now, it could be the reason. See, that's why faith is personal and faith requires honesty. All right, because I've, I've got to be honest if, if where I'm at. But here's the point, Psalm ninety-one, ten: There will no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Mm. The main definition of that word plague is disease. It, it also has a strong bearing on leprosy or a wound. But here's the point. This is in the covenant. That's his desire. That no evil befall me and no plague come near my dwelling. That's a covenant provision. So that's why I was saying the other night, when you go home, you declare to your home that no plague is going to come near me. There's a covenant between me and God. There's blood between me and God. Hallelujah. In Deuteronomy 7. Oh, hallelujah. Covenant people expect much more in the area of healing than just a believer who knows it's in the Word. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 7, beginning in verse 8. But because the Lord loved you, I'm glad He loves me. And because He would keep the oath. Now, here it is. The oath is His covenant. All right? The oath is His covenant that He swore to your fathers. The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God, He is God. See, that, that harkens back to Jehovah. I am Jehovah. I am self-existent. He is God. He is God. He said of himself, I am God. Beside me there is no other. And notice what it says about him. The faithful God. The faithful God. That keeps covenant that keepeth covenant and mercy, notice, with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So once again, we see that the the covenant that God made, it's his covenant. And notice, he is faithful and he will keep his covenant. And it said he will keep it to a thousand generations. Generation at the minimum is 40 years. And so the minimum is 40,000 years. For every person in here. And no one in here is going to live on this earth 40,000 years. That's why the Bible calls this an everlasting covenant. It's an eternal covenant. So my point in reading this is notice God is faithful to keep his covenant. God God is always faithful. People are unfaithful to the covenant, but God's always faithful. And, And that's the theme we're working on in this healing school is he said in Exodus 15, he said, if you'll hearken, diligently hearken unto me, none of these diseases that came on Egypt will come on you because I'm the Lord that heals you. Then he said in Exodus 23, he said the same thing. If you hearken diligently, I will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness from the midst of you. Now we see that he said that God keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments unto a thousand generations. Amen. Now, now obviously, that's the Ten Commandments. That's the two commandments that we have in the new covenant to love your love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, love your neighbors yourself. But but it's also what has God told you. D- do you see this? There are things that you cannot violate and expect covenant to work. It's a covenant God won't lie, can't lie. Amen. But there are things that may not even be written that God deals with you about, and if God's dealing with me about it, I can't overlook that, override that, ignore that, and then take the covenant to him. Why? Because it's very clearly written in these three verses that we've read, and there's and there's a there's a multitude more in the scripture, but he says, He says, I cannot violate covenant. To bless disobedience is a violation of covenant. If God ever blessed disobedience, the covenant would be broken. Because it was contingent on obedience. Amen. Do do, do you see that? I heard a a minister that I have great respect for, great respect for, good friend of mine and widely known, and I have great respect for him. And he was talking about the past Christmas on their vacation, how miserable it was. Uh, He had set up an appointment. I'm not going to get into all of it, but one of the things that happened was he had an attack of gout. And uh, he was explaining gout, and I don't know if you've ever dealt with anybody that had gout or anything horribly painful. Just builds up uric acid in your joints, and it's, it's horrible. And here's the point is he went to the Lord and he said, now, Lord, you know, I've preached healing and he numbered all these years and he said, what's going on? And the Lord and the Lord said, well, you know, there's certain things you're not supposed to eat because it triggers that response in your body. Well, why didn't God just heal him? I mean, he believes God. He's a man of faith, widely known across the world for being a man of faith. Why didn't God just heal him? Because he was eating something that was causing the problem in his body. And you can't go claim the cup. You can't smoke two packs or five packs of cigarettes a day and claim healing from cancer. That would be a violation of the covenant. But notice what he says. So he says God keeps. The covenant. Right on the other hand you can't worry and fret and be anxious and expect to be free from anxiousness. When the Bible says, do not fret or have anxiety about anything. See, when you look at the Bible as a covenant book sealed with blood on both ends, those are not suggestions. That's part of the covenant. All right, I've been brought into this. And my covenant partner said, here's what you do. Don't worry. Don't fret. Don't have anxiety about anything. Hallelujah. Psalm 89. Psalm 89. I got to hurry because we got to get over into the New Testament a little bit. Don't have to hurry too much, but enough. Enough. Psalm 89, 34, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Now, what I want you to see over and over again is God says, I won't break the covenant. And see, it starts in Exodus 15. I am, blank check, and he fills in the the blank here, the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. He won't ever change. That won't change. I have a covenant. That won't change. Hallelujah. He said, I won't, I won't break it. I won't treat it as common. Notice, God cannot break his covenant. He is eternally Jehovah Rapha, my healer. Eternally. And that, that's what's so important about Titus 1, 2. It says, God who in hope of eternal life, God who cannot lie. You know, I've heard ministers say, yeah, God won't lie. Ah, uh, there's a big difference between won't and cannot. And that's why you got to watch your uh, paraphrases, certain Bible paraphrases. Because they'll say, God who will not lie. Or God who, uh, you know, does not lie. Well, even if you say does not, it's still a provision there for could. He cannot. It's interesting, Titus 1, 2, when it says God cannot lie, it means that God is eternally without lie. Now, why is that? Because God's truth. For God's word to be true, God has to be true. Scripture says in Romans, let God be true. All right, For, for truth, when God speaks its truth, for it to be truth, it has to be void of lie. If a person lies, everything they say is suspect. Nothing God says is suspect because nothing God says is untrue. Amen. Uh, in in, in uh, 2 Timothy 2.13, you can write that down. It, uh, it's the scripture where it says, even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. The Amplified Bible says he remains true to his word and his righteous character. Righteous character, righteous means to be right, his right character. That's why Abraham went to God and said, Will not the judge of the whole earth do right? Because he understood God's character. Oh, hallelujah. In John chapter 9, Jesus healed because it's the will of the Father. And uh, we'll go to John 9. But you remember, John chapter 1 said, uh, of course, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Uh, Then it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Verse 18 of John chapter 1 talks about how that uh, Jesus concerning the, the Word It says, No man has seen God. The only begotten that is in the bosom of the Father has declared Him. Well, what that means is that He has revealed Him. He has brought Him out where He can be seen. Uh, I like this. He has interpreted Him and made Him known. He has declared Him. All right? So what you see Jesus doing is a revelation of the Father. What you see Jesus doing is uh, Him making the Father known. Well, we can see by the many miracles and healings of Jesus, He's making Him known as the Healer. Now, that's important because of the theological argument that a lot of people possess. Well, it may not always be God's will to heal. But if Jesus was the exact representation of the Father, if he was revealing him and bringing him out where he could be seen, because what's the Bible say? No man has seen God. But yet Jesus told Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen him. So you've never seen him, but you have seen him because you've seen me. Nobody in here has ever seen God, but when you see God's word, you see God. So I have seen God, but I've just seen him through his word. Well, Jesus was the word. Nobody in his day had ever seen the Father, but yet he said, you're seeing the Father when you see me. Glory to God. I am a representation of the covenant in the earth. If you want to see how your covenant partner thinks about things, look at what I'm doing. And so John 9, we won't take a long time with this. This is the blind man that the disciples asked who had sinned. Notice, let's pick this up in verse 4. Jesus says, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And notice, I must work the works of him that sent me. Verse 6, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, anointed the eyes of the blind man, said, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which by interpretation is sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came forth singing. Now watch, works of the Father. Works of the Father. Works of the I am. Remember covenant. He cannot break it. He cannot change. This blind man was a covenant man. God had a covenant with him. Whether he knew he had a covenant with God or not. is irrelevant. God knew he had a covenant with him. And the interpreter of covenant. The prover of the covenant. The one that was making the covenant known. The one that was bringing the father out of the shadows into the light. Healed him. Covenant. He healed this man based on covenant. This is vital. Because every, remember, Jesus made this statement a lot. When he sent out the disciples, he said, don't go the way of the Gentiles. Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why? That's who I got a covenant with. That's who I got a covenant with. Both instances where a Gentile was healed in the four gospels, they got into the covenant by faith. They had no covenant. That's why the centurion said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. I don't have a covenant with you. I don't have a covenant with God. But if you will speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, this is the greatest faith I found in Israel. Among covenant people, I have not found the kind of faith this Gentile possesses. But think about that. But there, Jesus healed scores. Scores, multitudes of people at once because they had a covenant. The Gentiles entered into it by faith. And you see relatively few Gentiles entering into it by faith because the message of the covenant was not being preached widespread like it did when Paul started preaching it. When Paul started preaching it, they came into the covenant by the multitudes. And they all came in by faith into the same covenant. This is important because notice, he says, these are the works. Jesus healed because it was the will of the Father. Jesus was the living expression of Jehovah Rapha. He even called himself a physician. Sure he did. He was sitting at the table and they said, "Why why does your master eat with sinners and people that are unclean?" And Jesus said, "Here's why, because the well don't need a physician, the sick do. I'm their physician." Hallelujah. Look 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 here at Matthew 15 real quick. Is this all right? See this is this is so vital. This is this is my my covenant mindset. And your covenant mindset, Matthew 15, 21. This is when he went to the, to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And the woman of Canaan came to him. We pick it up in verse 22. Lord, son of David, my daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. He didn't answer. He just kept walking. Verse 24, he answered and said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's who I'm sent to, the covenant people they have a covenant with Jehovah Rapha not her she is considered that group that those sicknesses and diseases can come on it's important but he answered and said she came said Lord help me and he answered and said it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs So the Bible's very clear, this woman had no covenant. And notice here, healing is called the children's bread. What children? Children of the covenant. So she had no covenant right to request healing. Because he didn't have a covenant with her. The right to healing was reserved for those that God had made a covenant with. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see this? But notice, she said, that's the truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. She entered into the covenant through the avenue of faith. She said, that's absolutely right. But Lord, if, if you look, I might be a little dog, but if you look in the natural, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. I'm humbling myself. I'm entering into a place of humility, and I'm saying, you're exactly right. I don't have a covenant, but I, and see, not only did he say, I'm the God that keeps covenant, he said, I keep mercy and love and covenant for a thousand generations. I'm not a, I'm faithful. I'm a covenant making and keeping God, but I'm a merciful God. I'm a merciful healer. Amen. This woman got mercy through faith. Glory to God. That's why even if even if you even if you missed it, even if you caused it, you have a merciful covenant keeping God. Glory to God. Every Gentile we see healed in the Gospels was healed through faith. By faith, they entered into the covenant of healing. In Galatians 3, this this, this will help us. Because notice, who the, glory. There's so much. Amen. Galatians 3, 7. Know ye, therefore, that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen, that's us, through faith. Preached before the gospel to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed, come into the blessing, come into the covenant that God made with faithful Abraham. Oh, that's vital. They that are of faith have entered into the covenant God made with Abraham. So the covenant that God made with Abraham is the basis of every promise he made to the people of Israel. It's the basis of every promise he made to us. And so covenant people, yes, we make much of being children of God, but we're children of Abraham. We're children of Abraham. In uh Luke 13, you don't have to go there, but in Luke 13, the the woman that was bowed over and could in no wise lift herself up uh, in the synagogue, This, this is important where Revelation is concerned, it says Jesus saw her and called her to him. God saw Abraham and went to Abraham. God's the initiator. Healing is God's idea. And he called the woman to him and said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Is the spirit of infirmity. You're loose from your infirmity. Notice. Notice something. He didn't ignore her. The Syrophoenician woman, he ignored her. Even when she came and got on her knees and begged him, he said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. But here's a woman that he goes, hey, come here. See, this is important because a lot of times we read every passage in the Bible from our mindset. Jesus dealt with a Gentile woman and ignored her. See, the Bible says Paul wrote and he said, before you came into the covenant, you were without God, you had no hope, because you were strangers from the covenants of promise. See, we, the woman in Matthew is a picture of you and I before we came into the covenant by faith. People will say, well, you know, God hears everybody's prayers. No, He doesn't. He does not hear a sinner when they pray. Only if they ask him to forgive them. Because they don't have a covenant with God. I'm I'm helping you. See? And and that's how we were. No hope. God could not help us because we didn't have a covenant with God. God won't break covenant. But when we entered into this life by faith, The covenant showed up. So you got a woman that has no covenant that Jesus ignores. And then you got a woman here that has a covenant. And Jesus is calling her to him. And the the religious people got mad. And Jesus said, you'll untie your donkey or your ox and take him to water. And then he made this statement. He said, and ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham be loosed? What he point to the covenant? Because she has a covenant, she ought to be healed. See, if I got a healer, I ought to be healed. And, and, and that's why you're being healed. And that's why you are healed. And that's why health is springing up in your body. Because you have a, a healer. You have a covenant with a, a healer. Mm, glory to God. When Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, he said the same thing. He said, this day is salvation come to his home, seeing he's a son of Abraham. So people people miss that sometimes. Why did he go to a tax collector in a tree and say, today I've got a... Why did he approach him? Had a covenant. It was the religious people that despised him. right Maybe rightly so. But the point is, Jesus said, I'll go. And I'll share the good news with you because you got a covenant. But think about this. But then in Mark 16, after his blood is shed, after he's went to the Father, right? He says, now, you go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth in all the world, Gentile, Jew, whoever, they that believe will be saved. See, that's covenant word. Covenant word. Those that it's 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 the Greek word in Mark. It's the Greek word. Soteria It's the Greek word sozo. Those that believe will be rescued. They will be healed. They will be complete. They will be they will be prosperous. Their lives will change. Well, that's the covenant. That's the four parts of covenant. The the covenant affected life, first of all, spiritually. It affected life physically in the health. It affected life uh, 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 financially in the prosperity. And it affected life in the peace of life. Four parts of covenant. Let me finish with this. Galatians 3, 7. Notice this. Know ye therefore, they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Settles the issue. Romans 22, 28 through 29 says he is not a Jew that's one outwardly, but one that is one inwardly. The Amplified Bible says it is a spiritual and not a literal matter. In other words, somebody that is a literal Jew is no more a child of Abraham than I am. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. And we have a healer in that good news. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Father, that every person under the sound of my voice that's born again, every person watching online that's born again has been brought into this covenant that you made with our father Abraham. And Lord, that covenant contains provision for every area of our lives. And Father, we thank you that in particular it contains the provision for healing. And Lord, I speak to every person under the sound of my voice watching online. And on the basis of that covenant, I decree that you're healed. I decree that you're well in the name of Jesus. Parts that are missing can be returned. Ah, even if they say incurable, the incurable shall be cured. We as your people expect much. We expect much. They may tell us, Lord, not to expect much, but we expect much. We expect much. Oh, Lord, I'll say that. Some have even been told by the doctor, well, don't expect too much improvement. Nope, expect much. Expect much improvement. The covenant provides much improvement. Oh, yeah, the Lord says, you say, well, how how much? What kind of much improvement? Uh, Well, just this, says the Lord, that a man who cannot have children and is too old to have children Mm. past the age of fathering children doesn't have much to expect. But yet, he did have a son and had six sons after that. Ah, And his wife that was 90 and could never have children and now had passed the age of life to ever hope to have children because her body was no longer producing the hormones that it needed to promote and produce to have children. She didn't have much to expect, the Lord says. Oh, but at 90, she gave birth to a child. Ah, so expect much. Expect much. Expect much healing. Expect much relief. Not a little pain relief, a lot of pain relief. Expect much. Expect much, for the incurable shall be cured. For the incurable shall be cured. That that cannot be stopped has been stopped. Mm. I'll yeah, Lord, I'll say that. And even those that, that it seems as though maybe your body in some form or fashion uh, it's it's, it's it's fighting against the victory. It stops right now. It stops right now. That rebellion of the cell has stopped. Whew. So expect much. Expect much. Expect much. So, Father, we receive it. We take it. We claim it. We, we bind it upon our heart as a covenant promise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You're such a good father. Good father. You're a good father. Oh, you're a merciful father. You're a faithful father. You are covenant-making and keeping God. Oh, Father, when you say something, Lord, it closes the book. It settles the issue. Oh, Lord, we thank you that we don't have to ponder it. If you said it, it's done. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to think, is it going to happen? It's done. I call it done. I call those things that be not as though they were. I call your body strong. I call your body healed. I call your body rejuvenated. I call your body renewed in the name of Jesus. The covenant says... That your youth will be renewed as the eagles. The covenant says. You'll run and not be weary. That you'll walk and not faint. The covenant says. That he increases might. That God gives power to the faint. And to those that have no strength. He increases their might. Glory. Glory. Let the words of covenant be true in our lives, God. Let the words of covenant be true in our bodies. Let the words of covenant, be it unto me according to my covenant. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And we thank you and we praise you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Well, God's good to us. Thank you for being here. Those watching online, God bless you, and uh, of course, we'll be in service tomorrow night. If you can't be with us, if we see you next week, till that time, please remember to keep the switch of faith turned on. Build your faith, frame your world by the Word of God.